Welcome to Season 4, Episode 49 of Brody Sports Talk. I am your humble host, Derek Rusnick, and I am joined today by the founder, the creator of this podcast, and also the owner of the Green Bay Packers, Caleb Wallen. Caleb, how you doing? How you been? You know, I'm trying to finish up some negotiations with the New York Jets. I'm a little irritated that this has taken so long. They just won't give me the picks that I want to have. I mean, you would think when they traded Darnold to the Panthers and got a second, fourth, and a sixth, they they realize even when it's clear you're moving on from a quarterback that, you know, you still get some nice picks back. But uh, they, they just don't want to negotiate well. But, you know, that's Joe Douglas for you. That's just how how he rolls. But I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to join the pod, you know, step away from those frustrating negotiations and, and have a better time looking forward to the, the upcoming NFL season. Yeah, so this, uh, this episode is our Brody Bites episode. We go through a couple of different uh, topics today. We're going to talk about where uh, some free agents have signed where some uh, certain people are staying with their club, things of that sort all around the the NFL. So let's kick it off with uh, helping out a future first round overall, number one overall pick uh, in the Carolina Panthers. So this week, uh, since our last episode has come out, the Carolina Panthers have signed wide receiver Adam Thielen, uh, running back Miles Sanders and tight end Hayden Hurst. So we're we're setting up some offensive weapons for him already. By the way, you already have Chuba Hubbard. You don't need a running back, but that's just my uh, my uh, me bleeding orange uh, go pokes uh, coming out. So Caleb, I want to give you first breath on this. Uh, what do you think about the signings? Do you think that they are just uh, you know they're they're a good first step, I think, uh, just as, as a first uh, piece of the, that we're definitely looking at a quarterback here um, with the uh, the pieces that have been signed. What do you think? I definitely think we're looking at a quarterback as well. The only quarterback that came in during free agency was Andy Dalton. And let's face it, Andy Dalton is a great mentor quarterback as well. And then when you go out and you bring in some of these guys, you're you're doing exactly what you're hoping to do. Adam Thielen, veteran wide receiver, setting the tone in the locker room. Miles Sanders, just was in the Super Bowl, knows what he's doing. Hayden Hurst has also been in a Super Bowl. Like, you're getting some of these really talented guys. And when you were in the draft last year, you took Iki Iquonu. You know, he's he's your franchise left tackle right now. He's still developing and getting better. So it's not like you needed to go out and say, let's go get uh, Orlando Brown, for example, you know, you, you didn't need to make that big splash pick because you already have it from last year's draft to protect your quarterback. But, you know, they've got a lot of youth on this team. I look throughout some of the other areas like that wide receiver room has players like LaVisca Chenault, Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, super young. You know, they had just traded away DJ Moore to the Bears, getting the number one pick. So they needed to have a veteranist presence there. Then that's exactly what I'm thinking with basically all four of these. Thielen, Hurst, Dalton, and Sanders. 
professional elder players who can come in and lead by example and show these younger offensive players how to do things. Um, Frank Reich, you know, we, we talked about it with his coaching staff. He brought in a lot of older experienced coaches like Jim Caldwell. Um, he brought in, oh, what's his face as, I want to say the quarterback coach, the guy who'd been in the league for forever. Give me a second, Derek. I'm going to remember this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hop on on my thoughts here while you look that up. So um, I do I think you're you're exactly right on that. These are seasoned veterans with still something left in the tank, uh, and I think this is a a good step that you are setting up for your for your future franchise quarterback. I mean, last time they had the number one overall pick and they took a quarterback that was cam newton and we all saw what happened with cam newton he had several really really great years cam took him to a super bowl so you know we're looking at uh this has definitely got the fingerprints of frank reich all over it of we're gonna we're gonna have guys who know what they're doing and we're pushing our chips into the middle and we're going to go make, uh, make something happen. So I really like these. Uh, I, I like Adam Thiel a lot. I think that he's kind of been overshadowed, uh, in Minnesota the last few years with, uh, Jetta up there. And, uh, I, I want to see what he can do as, you know, that number one, number two guy. Uh, and he's a really good route runner. Josh McCown. That's who I was trying to think. Oh, of. that's uh, what it was. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's coming in as the quarterback's coach. Uh, Deuce Staley is actually there as an assistant head coach and running backs coach. Um, one name that I saw on their coaching staff that I did not realize was there. D'Angelo Hall is coming into coach for the first time, getting an assistant DB coaching spot. Uh, D'Angelo Hall, that name just takes me back to when the Falcons could play defense. Uh, that's true. <laughs> It was a while ago. That was that was quite a while ago. I will say though, just on a, on a, a separate, uh, since we're talking about coaches right now, uh, I think people should really look out for the coaching that come is coming going to come into the NFL from the XFL. There are some uh, some good names that are out there. Uh, you know, getting head coaching experience, getting um, running an offense experience you know, kind of at a, at a D2 level, basically as a, at a less lower level, but there are certainly some really great guys out there. Uh, I know Heinz Ward is uh, the head coach of San Antonio Brahma's and it's fun to watch those, those games. So uh, former players going into the head coaching uh, tree. And I really want to see, I hope I see in the next four or five years, some of those guys get into the, the NFL in some form uh, of, of coaching. Absolutely. I think that'd be fantastic. So we just talked about uh, the Eagles a second uh, ago. And so let's go through some QB carousel um, that continues to happen. Um, and, uh, at this point, we do not have a uh, anything signed for Lamar Jackson. So let's go through some of the other spots. And uh, there's, a, there's a couple of them here that I wanted to uh, to highlight. Uh, so just the news right now, uh, the Eagles uh, get Marcus Mariota. 
he uh, was supposed to be drafted there when Chip Kelly uh, came over and he was the head coach. And finally, Marcus Mariota is an Eagle. That's exciting. Caleb, uh, any quick thoughts on that? Um, I, I like that you're getting an athletic mobile quarterback that can pass. He's not as big as Jalen Hurts, but compared to what we saw out of Gardner Minshew when he was trying to run the offense last year, mm-hmm. I think Mariota is a bit more polished and more like Hurts. So I like it. Yeah, you definitely don't take that step down if you have the backup quarterback in there, or you, you can build some packages for Marcus Mariota and his skill set that uh, will throw off a uh, will throw off a defense. Uh, the Commander signed Jacoby Brissett, a really good uh, starter level backup quarterback. Like he's he's one of those guys that can come in right the ship if you're if your starting quarterback goes down. Um, he can definitely fill in and uh, win a decent amount of games. So thoughts on Jacoby Brissett? I like Jacoby Brissett. I thought that he was surprisingly good in the Browns offense this past year. He's going to be there. He's going to be with Eric Bieniemy. Let's not forget about uh, Bieniemy running the show there in Washington. And I think he I might want a more veteran quarterback as in compared to Sam Howell. So Maybe he, you know, I think if nothing else, you've brought in some good talent. Washington was not drafting that high up. You at least have Howell and Brissett to look at versus the pretty awful twosome you had last year in Wentz and Heineke. That's true. Uh, Yeah, so the commanders are at 16 currently uh, in the NFL draft, which is probably not going to get you one of those those top tier quarterbacks. Maybe someday we'll talk about those uh, those top tier quarterbacks, but that's not today. So the the biggest name, the one that I want to talk about that I want to expand expand on just a little bit, and it's the Buccaneers are signing Baker Mayfield. Now everybody on the, on this who listens to this podcast knows that I I am in love with Baker Mayfield. Uh, if he wasn't already married, I would probably uh, take a second look. I'm also married, so you know our wives would have to. Uh, I don't know, uh, but this is a a, a landing spot that uh, I I didn't I didn't see coming. Um, I like the uh, I, I like the pickup uh, for the Buccaneers. I think uh, Baker has a lot left in the tank. And I think that he's got a lot to bring. Um, this is not the the Tom Brady Buccaneers from just uh, two years ago. This is a, a brand new Buccaneers, and and you're definitely going to have to you're going to have some growing growing pains, I think, in uh, in Tampa Bay. But I like uh, I like Baker down there. Uh, I like what he did his last year in uh, in Cleveland. Um, he didn't have a great spot in Carolina, uh, didn't have a, a great show of it there, but he had a, uh, he had a pretty good game when he was with the Rams. So I think the talent is still there. What I really think is, uh, some of these quarterbacks need certain offensive coordinators and, um, Baker Mayfield, you know, it only takes one, all of a sudden they pop off and they're the, you know, I say G- the Geno Smith, uh, way of things like he, he he wasn't a really great quarterback throughout the league last year has a pro bowl caliber uh, year and gets paid for it. So 
this is just a one-year rental. We'll see if they uh, if they, he's going to be a backup or if he's if Kyle Trask is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, so, Caleb, I want I want your thoughts on this Baker Mayfield stuff. Um, you know how much I, uh, my Baker colored glasses are all over this. Uh, what do you think? So, I think you made a really interesting point because we had talked earlier about why were they letting go of Byron Leftwich and what was going on with yep. that offense. Uh, they did bring in Dave Canales to be the new offensive coordinator. And oddly enough, the person who he worked with last year was Geno Smith. Uh, he was the quarterback yeah. coach up in Seattle last year. And I think that it's interesting because he's basically spent his entire NFL career under Pete Carroll in Seattle. So this is really the first time for him to spread his wings, become a coordinator. And let's face it, for Baker's sake, we have to hope that they can at least possibly stay together for a few years because what Baker Mayfield has sorely missed in the NFL is consistency and uh, being on a team that has a backbone. Uh, Cleveland, that's you. Um, so, Ooh, uh, fighting you words. know, uh, if you play through a torn labrum, you know, maybe they shouldn't just trade you the following season. That just is a personal sentiment. But Canales has his work cut out for him. Baker has shown flashes of brilliance and flashes of bogusness. Um, he's been, I would call it a better version of Jameis Winston since he came into the league. Because Jameis bounced around a little bit and is now looking securely as the backup for the New Orleans Saints. Baker was drafted number one overall. He's now bounced around last year going to the Panthers and then the Rams. Now he's signed with the Bucks. I'd like to see him settle down and have a chance at success. But if for some reason the Bucks go, let's say, 7-10 and 10 and Bulls and Canales both get fired this offseason... Baker's not going to be back. He's going to have to learn like a ninth offense in his seasons in the NFL. And I, I just think that it's a, a bit of a mess for him as far as where he's been able to land and kind of what organizations he's been a part of. I will, uh, I will agree with that. He did have, uh, I think it is what his four, first four years he had, Four offensive coordinators, uh, one after the other, after the other in Cleveland because uh, they kept getting fired. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So uh, yeah, and and then jumping around. I mean, Sean McVay is a great offensive coordinator, head coach, but uh, you know, it 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 is uh, a little bit of uh, stability would definitely do him good. So with the, the the AFC South gets a couple of backup quarterbacks or uh, guys who definitely can step in. So the Colts sign Gardner Minshew. We talked about him a minute ago. And the Texans sign Case Keenum. Case Keenum um, is, is definitely going to go into the, the NFL Business Hall of Fame as uh, he makes money probably when he shouldn't. Uh, but he's a really great backup quarterback, a great service uh, and uh, what I like to call a long reliever, as he use a baseball term, a guy who can step in for several uh, stretches of games if your uh, if your starting quarterback goes down. So um, Case Keenum to the uh, the Texans and the Colts uh, get Garner Minshew. Uh, I wanted to 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 highlight Garner Minshew there and get your thoughts on on that, Caleb. Do you think that, uh, I mean, he did have a couple of great games with the Eagles, but he's never really panned out for a full 
you know, eight, 10, 12 game where, where he was a star. So what do you think about Gardner Minshew? I think it's interesting because uh, we used to have Minshew mania, you know, he was only drafted back in 2019. So he's still fairly young as far as his time in the league, but being with the Jags, and then the Eagles, and now the Colts, it feels like he's bounced around a little bit and that he's older than the, you know, he's going to be turning 27 this summer. So it feels like he's almost older than that already. Yeah. The thing that I find very interesting about this is he was on the Eagles last year. Shane Steichen was on the Eagles staff last year as their mm-hmm. OC. He either likes Minshew enough to give him a shot at starting some games to start the year, or he likes them enough to say, hey, I want you to be able to come and help lead a potential future quarterback. I know we keep talking about future quarterbacks. That's actually coming up uh, in an episode on Friday. So when Derek said it was another day, but not today, he literally means it's on Friday. Um, teaser. Um, but I, I like that there's a little bit of connection there. I, I do agree that Minshew hasn't really had a full full shot at a starting job and i i don't know that he is good enough to be one of the top 32 but i think that he's definitely good enough to be 33 through 36 like i think that he's a solid backup that's that's certainly true uh so uh, my favorite uh on this list here the seahawks are bringing back drew lock and uh, so very happy to hear that, that he's not going to be out in the cold. Um, uh, so funny enough, my uh, my wonderful wife bought me a Broncos calendar uh, <laughs> the year before. Uh, and so with a 2022-2023 calendar, and, uh, you know, as you do when you buy a calendar uh, and you put the calendar together, you you prominently display the quarterback. Uh, guess who has been on four out of the 12 months thus far? Uh, and that's going to be Drew Locke. So I uh, I get to see him in a Broncos uniform several months uh, and a couple of times in a row. And uh, it makes me chuckle. That's, that's very fair. Uh, I thought the Seattle bringing him back some consistency in the quarterback room after what they went through last year. I think they still like him but I don't know how much of a long-term move this is as much as it is, hey, let's bring back Drew for another year. Um, I also wanted to talk for a second. Uh, the Bills brought in Kyle Allen. I think it's somewhat hilarious that the Bills and Texans literally traded backup quarterbacks, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the Bills brought in Kyle Allen, the Texans signed Case Keenum, and it's like, hey, let's uh, rotate the backup quarterbacks around. That's literally why it's called the quarterback carousel. All of these players are going back and forth and some are getting brought back. Uh, just to jump over to another one that got brought back, Derek, and I think fully deserved Cooper rush uh, was able to get brought back by the Dallas Cowboys. Now we all know that Dak threw more interceptions than anyone in the NFL last year. And part of that was even though Cooper rush started, I want to say four or five games for them last year. Uh, he got a nice little two-year, $6 million contract. I like him there. Um, I think that if nothing else, I'm happy for him that he went out and earned a little bit of money mm-hmm. uh, with his early season 
starting showing and just being super efficient uh, until, you know, that Eagles game where he threw three picks. But other than that, he was really, really great. But the Eagles were also totally dominant at that point. So. Yeah, I uh, I wish I could say I wish I could point to something that on a reason why Dak Prescott throws uh, so many interceptions, uh, but I will say I like Cooper Rush. I like what he did while Dak was out, and uh, just if you're going to have a name, that name being Cooper Rush, just it looks good on the back of a of a jersey. So I uh, I like it a lot. Uh, Derek, I just actually got an investigative report that Mike McCarthy issued uh, uh-huh. trying to figure out why Dak Prescott was throwing so many interceptions. Oh, okay. Uh, it only says Kellen Moore on it. I, I don't that's, understand that's... this. <laughs> I uh, I also got I, I got a uh, a preview of like so I got the Cliff Notes version and it says less more. Uh, so that's the only thing that I can think of. Um Okay, uh, so either it way. sounds like it makes sense that uh, we, we've Less gotten more. the official report uh, from Mike McCarthy's desk uh, because of our sources. Uh, that let's let's sources. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to uh, something that ca- that happened a little bit more recently, um, and maybe a sneaky good um, re- signing is Browns signed Josh Dobbs. Um, I think Josh Dobbs has a, a future in the league. I think he's going to be a, a Case Keenum type. I, I just talked about Case Keenum a minute ago. Um, I think that, that Josh Dobbs is going to bounce around the league uh, for a while, uh, always being a backup. But I think that he's got the skills to be a really good backup and, in a, and a really good guy that you can bring into the – I think he's a good locker room guy. Uh, I don't know him personally or anything like that, but it always seems that when you hear teammates talk about Josh Dobbs, I've only ever seen positive things. I mean, of course, you know, you're not going to talk bad about somebody, but uh, that's g- just generally the stuff that I see when, when I see teammates talk about him. So – uh, Brown signing Josh Dobbs, I, an actual. I, I I will give praise to the Cleveland Browns. It's it's tough for me, but uh, signing uh, Josh Dobbs is a a good signing. So, there's one that we didn't touch on on the list, and if we're going to talk about the XFL, I do have to bring it up, and that's a uh, XFL legend for the Houston Roughnecks, PJ Walker, getting signed by the Chicago Bears. Now, I know that this greatly disappoints you, Derek, because uh, he's I saw that Trevor Simeon has now been released. Uh, So very sad. uh, You know, Justin Fields is no longer being backed up by legends like Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman. Now he has Mm -hmm. P.J. Walker uh, backing him up. And I do have to throw one other thing out there. When I was looking through the initial headlines and trying to put everything together for this list. It called him Philip Walker. And I was like, who the heck is <laughs> Philip Walker? And why did the Bears sign this guy? And then I was like, oh, PJ Walker. Okay, that's a good signing. Um, but please, headline makers, his name is PJ. Do not call him Philip. No one calls him Philip. It does not help us ever. Uh, and good for him for, you know, making his way through the league and landing a great spot there 
to back up Fields. Yes, I uh, I am going to agree with you, and I'm, I'm going to offshoot just a little bit, and I want to jump further down in, in our notes just for a second, um, as we're we're getting off the QB carousel here in just a moment. But the same thing happened earlier this week uh, for another player. So Chauncey Gardner Johnson signed with the Lions this week, and you're like, huh, a Chauncey. Gardner Johnson, where did that name sound familiar? His name is CJ. CJ Gardner Johnson, formerly of the Eagles, uh, the defensive back, signed with the Detroit Lions this week. I love the pickup. I think it was a uh, a great uh, a great signing by the the Lions. It gives them depth in the the secondary. Gives them that guy that you uh, you can't t- throw towards for the. Uh, for the North, uh, for all of the NFC North, and uh, I'm going to toss it over to the guy who knows all about the NFC North, um, Caleb. I was just doing a quick look, and in that secondary, they also brought in Emmanuel Mosley of the 49ers as a mm-hmm. corner, and they brought in Cam Sutton to be a nickel corner from Pittsburgh. And then you bring in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which, yes, please don't call him Chauncey, Um that's that's referred for uh, for Billups, like the the old basketball player. And I say yes. old because yes. I remember him, not because he is old. Chauncey um, Billups uh, in Detroit, huh? It, yes, Chauncey is Chauncey Billups in Detroit. It is not Chauncey. It is C.J. Gardner Johnson. So, um, I think it's interesting uh, because basically you've revamped that secondary room a ton this offseason Aaron Glenn the defensive coordinator played in the secondary I think he knows what he's looking for out of secondary players I like CJ in Detroit yeah no I certainly uh certainly enjoyed that and and now that we're we're going to get back uh just a a quick moment uh as we have to dive into it um we we did as we were on the QB carousel. Um, we don't have a landing spot for Lamar Jackson yet. Um, so as you can as you can hear us talking, a lot of backups are in our QB carousel. A couple of starters, a couple of starter level guys out there. And um, with last week's news of Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders. Um, that kind of shuts off a uh, an area that where he could go. We know that uh, the Jets should have a quarterback soon. Um, they already have a quarterback in Zach Wilson, but they they could have a different quarterback. Um, so that's another area that. Uh, so I uh, I want to go into some of the teams that I think could sign Lamar Jackson. And why I think it's taking t- taking so long. So, you know, for me, you're look if you're looking at the top of the of the draft boards, you know, he's not going to go to the Panthers, he's not going to go to the Texans, and uh, you know, it depends on how the draft sets up. But he's probably not going to go to the Colts. So there's not a whole lot of places that are out there that you can say, hey, this is a good landing spot. For me, uh, I know they've already come out and said it. I think the Atlanta Falcons make the most sense. 
and you know also the Colts if uh if something happens where somebody goes and trades up with the Arizona Cardinals for the uh for the third pick I see I I think you look at the the Colts seeing the writing on the wall and saying okay we're not going to get one of the top 3 guys uh in this draft let's take a Will Anderson or let's take uh you know a a a centerpiece of the defense or something like that and let's sign let's let's try to go with uh with Lamar Jackson I could see him in in Indianapolis and I could see him in Atlanta Caleb was there any other spots that you could see Lamar going to with that door closing uh pretty quickly uh based upon uh where guys are going now so just to double check you said the Falcons Falcons and, and the Colts. The Colts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw one out of left field that I don't think I've brought up before. And I was double checking the logistics on this one to make sure that it fits contract wise and f- with some salary cap space wise. Let's go there. We were just talking about CJ Gardner Johnson. Let's put him on the Detroit Lions. You bring in Lamar oh. Jackson as an upgrade over Jared Goff. Uh, you have the 18th overall pick in this year's draft because you just missed the playoffs last year. So all of a sudden you replace Goff with Jackson. When you cut Goff for Jackson, you are saving yourselves 20 mil on the cap this year. So you'll do that, get someone cheaper to back him up later in the draft. But you go out and you say, with Lamar on our team, we are the best team in the NFC North. And I've been, I've pretty much said that I think the Lions could take the NFC North anyway. But if you want to go big, you could go super big with Lamar Jackson to the Lions. While I had not thought about that one, that is going to... That's going to hurt my brain for a while because I had not thought of Detroit. Um, and that is a, uh, that might be a good landing spot for him. Oh, Caleb, what have you done? I mean, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make people think things that they maybe don't expect. And besides, let's face it, uh, you don't want me to be like, yeah, he could end up on the commanders because no one wants the commanders to have good players. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll just avoid that one. Yeah, so that's a really great, and I, I'm just I, I, because I cannot top that at all. I uh, I'm going to go ahead and shut that down because Caleb has won that particular point, um, and I just want to talk about the big boys uh, that are getting money and getting extended because linemen matter too. Uh, the big news, um, I don't think anyone disputes it. Uh, or or did not see this coming, but the steel. I mean, the I'm um, sorry, the Texans extended Laramie Tunsil uh, this uh, this week. Uh, deserves every dollar that he he gets. He's one of the better uh, tackles in the league, and certainly probably should have had a better rookie deal um, based upon draft stock. And uh, so, yeah, Texas, staying, staying with the Texans, 
um, and is playing down there. We will probably see a brand new quarterback that he's going to protect. Um, so uh, I'm going to toss it over to you, Caleb. What do you think about the Texans extending their uh, their tackle? This is huge. Um, I I don't care who they bring in. I know that everyone's talked about the Texans getting a quarterback in the draft. Again, we're not there. This is Laramie Tunsil time. I, I love this. I think he deserves it. He's been the bright spot on their team for a while. They needed to go out and keep him as their best player. And like you said, if the first check is for the mortgage, the second check is for insurance. Uh, thank you, Derek. I stole your line. Uh, Laramie Tunsil is that insurance in the NFL to protect, including a nice, chunky $60 million guarantee in this contract. So, yeah, you got to like that. Yeah, and so... Uh... A, uh, a a little bit of a really good uh, a really good signing is the Steelers are signing Isaac. And yeah, will you say his last name for me because you you said it better earlier? Uh, say Malo is how I believe it is say, said. Say Malo. Thank you. I, I knew I was I was probably going to mess it up. So the Steelers signing uh, Isaac Samalo. Uh, you know they've they've got their hopefully quarterback of the future the wide receiver of the future, running back of the future. And this is just going to make Najee Harris's uh, life all the much better as bringing in a really good guard. Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, the Steelers have needed to rebuild that offensive line for a while, and they're not known for going out and getting free agents, but I thought it was pretty notable. Um, it's three-year, $24 million contract. That's pretty good money for a guard. Uh, no one's disappointed in getting that. So, plus, when we were talking about offensive lines last year, everyone was basically talking about how much it was a no-doubter that the Eagles' offensive line was number one in the NFL. You're taking someone from the best offensive line in the league. He's moving across the state from the east side to the west side. It's It's a great move for Pittsburgh. Yeah, very smart. And... The uh, the one that makes me smile as uh, a rival is taking one of their better players from another rival as the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals sign left tackle Orlando Brown. Uh, he was with the, the Chiefs this last uh, season, and uh, I was expecting a franchise tag on Orlando Brown uh, from the Chiefs and, and did not see that. And so the Bengals are getting better. One of the few bright spots they had in this free agency, as a lot of their good players are going to other teams. Um, I uh, I really like this, and I really like having a, uh, a you know you know me and offensive lines. That's where you start is you start there and you build out. Um, Caleb, any thoughts on Orlando Brown going to Cincinnati? I mean th- this. He, he needed to make money at some point, you know, he's not the youngest player in the league. He's, you know, he's going to be turning 27 this off season. And so far in his NFL career, despite being a premier left tackle, especially the last couple of years with the Bengals and being a great right tackle for the Ravens before that, 
like I feel awkward saying it, but he'd only made 23 million in the league over five years. Part of that is his draft stock plummeted quite a bit and his original contract just didn't pay him hardly anything. Um, so for him to go out, get this money from the Bengals, 31 million guaranteed. I mean, that's more money than he's made in five years. Good for him. I'm happy for him. He gets to go out and protect Joe Burrow. How many times have we been like on this podcast saying the Bengals need to invest in the offensive line? Like they just need to. Uh, apparently Jonah Williams is not really pleased by this signing, but I think if you got a shot to get an Orlando Brown, you've got to do it. And hopefully Jonah will end up being fine uh, switching over to right tackle. And if he's not, then go get some assets for him because you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, so our next uh, our next one here is someone who will get to see a lot of Dak Prescott's interceptions up close and personal because they'll probably be the guy guarding him uh, as the Cowboys trade uh, for Brandon Cooks from the the Texans. Uh, now, do you have the breakdown of that uh, of that trade, Caleb? Yeah, I pulled it up. Uh, it was a 2023 fifth round pick and a 2024 sixth round pick. Okay. So you're not giving up the uh, the farm or anything like that for Brandon Cooks. But uh, I, I always like when the Cowboys get gets weapons and they they do some things with those. I, I hope that this works out well for the Cowboys as uh, I, I'm in, I'm in a wait and see with Mike McCarthy going to the offense and uh, quote unquote being more involved in it. Um, I will see if this actually does pan out for something that is um, worth the trade. Uh, Caleb, get me off my soapbox here. Uh, what, what do you think about this trade? I mean, Brandon Cooks has been around the league a while. I hope that he does well. I know that in general, I sometimes think of him and remember some of those headshots he took, especially when he was with the Patriots. Um, he's been an asset that's bounced around the league. I feel like countless amounts of times at this point, um, being with the Saints, the Patriots, the Rams, the Texans, and now the Cowboys. And he's hardly signed half of those places. He's usually just been traded around to most of them. So everyone sees him and sees the value that he can bring. Does he have the top line speed to be a true number two across from uh, CD? I almost said Des Bryant. I was like, it's not Des Bryant. It's CD yeah. Wrong player, Caleb. Whew. Uh, glad I didn't say that out loud first. Um, so I don't know. But I also know that the Cowboys just didn't have enough. I somewhat think it's funny because Noah Brown signed with the Texans. Mm -hmm. uh, Dalton Schultz signed with the Texans. And then the Texans are like, here, you can have Brandon Cooks. We'll trade him to you. <laughs> the, yeah, the Cowboys are losing that's... offensive weapons to Houston, and Houston trades one back to Dallas. Granted, yeah, Cooks had some, some money to be owed to him this year. I saw that he restructured with Dallas which got mm -hmm. him more up front and less on the salary cap this year. And let's face it, he wanted out of Houston and he probably wouldn't have done that with them. So 
they kind of needed to have someone offer something. I'm happy that he's somewhere else. I just don't know that it's going to be the the dream that he wants it to be there in Dallas. That's uh, that's probably true. So we move from one NFC East team to another, uh, and the Eagles are bringing back the defensive back Darius Slay. Um, I thought, you know, if I was going to look at uh, the two uh, two guys that were uh, free agents for, I thought they were going to bring back Chauncey Gardner Johnson um, and let Slay walk, but. Uh, CJ went to Detroit and Darius Slay is back with the Eagles. Um, you know, they need secondary. Um, they need to bring these, this, uh, Super Bowl team back together as much as they can. So I think this is a good, uh, a good re-signing. Uh, Caleb, is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down in bringing back big play Slay? I, I kind of love it. And I think that it's just really, somewhat odd and interesting because they had tried to get him to negotiate. They told him he could, you know, seek trade partners. They released him and then they were able to bring him back yep. on this deal. And it's kind of like a, huh? Oh, well, okay. I guess we still have him. Yay. Like, I think that's kind of where Eagles fans were. Um, they had to get someone. I, I think they probably were negotiating with both him and, uh, CJ and I think that Darius either went down first and so the Eagles said all right we'll have you back so the Eagles couldn't just bring back Bradbury they needed to have more of their secondary return and so now Bradbury and Slade both back that's a win for the Eagles yeah uh, I want to move on to one of the most fun players in the in the NFL, and that's Jamal Williams, a running back who recently signed with the Saints. So there is a a press uh, when when he when he goes out, he's wearing a Eevee uh, beanie, which uh, Eevee is from the Pokemon series, and he can tell you all about the the different evolutions of Eevee uh, in the Pokemon games and. Uh, it's basically like, come on, why, why guys, why don't you know about this uh, to these reporters? And you know, the sports reporters are all about, um, you know, different. Uh, you know, they, they they know the ins and outs of football and stuff like that, and they don't really, um, you know, they, they they were just completely confused by uh, this uh, this big running back, uh, be basically being a little kid, and I just love when. Uh, these guys who at the the best of the best uh, in the in their position are just big kids at heart. Uh, so Saints are signing the running back Jamal Williams. Uh, Caleb, what are your thoughts? I mean, I love Jamal Williams. Granted, I have known him for a long time. He was with the Packers for a while as the two-headed monster with Aaron Jones. I love what he did in Detroit this past year, even as a uh, quote unquote secondary back to DeAndre Swift. He put up over a thousand rushing yards and 17 touchdowns. And he lost for the first time in his six year NFL career. He lost two fumbles. He had never lost a fumble until last year. So he went his first five years fumble free. You're going to put him in a backfield 
and have him rotate in and out, probably also playing more of a goal line role compared to uh, Alvin Kamara. I like it. I think this makes sense for the Saints. They've been better when they've had more of a true one-two punch. And let's face it, bringing back old man Mark Ingram didn't work out for them last year. So they needed to have someone who could be a little bit more explosive in hitting the hole by the goal line. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right on that. And uh, so it's all over social media, as he will be. Uh, so the Patriots have signed wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and and uh, I believe that his intention is only to get... He only signed with the Patriots to try to get Bill Belichick to one smile and to Bill Belichick in a TikTok. Uh, that's my thoughts. Uh, I think that that's the only reason he signed. He's probably just going to sit out the entire time making TikTok videos. Uh, no, I kid, of course. Uh, he's going to be an upgrade. I, I definitely think now that Mac Jones has an offensive coordinator, um, he's got an offensive weapon now uh, that I think can run can run some pretty good routes. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see what uh, Smith Schuster can do. In uh, the with the Patriots way, definitely going to be intriguing. I think that um, having him there, staying in the AFC, you know, bouncing around from the Steelers to the Chiefs and now the Patriots, it just feels right, like to have him in the AFC, going to some of these teams that have historically been good and don't really love each other that much. So Juju's just out there doing his thing, doing some dances, dancing on some logos, and uh, possibly getting, you know, game-winning pass interference calls or defensive holding calls for the the Patriots. Uh, One thing that he should not do that uh, his predecessor did there in Jacoby Myers, do not lateral the ball 25 yards backwards to Mac Jones. Don't do it. Yeah, that that's probably not the uh, the best thing to do. Um, but yes, uh, he was held. You can see the 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 pull in the jersey. We're not going to relitigate to the Super Bowl. Um, AFC West is still the best. Uh, so, any any final thoughts? Any parting thoughts to our listeners today, Caleb? Uh, before we close this, uh, Brody bites down and chomp away. Um, I just am waiting for uh, the Jets to get back to me with some offers that I like. (laughs) You know, maybe they need to throw in some I Heart NY sweatshirts, um, some uh, Lego sculptures of the Empire State Building that I can put together. Uh, I I need you to just offer more, New York. And I know that you probably don't want to even offer the Empire State Building because you're over in Jersey. But, uh, you know, I want something that I would actually want. So, uh, yeah, please, please give me uh, up your ante, please. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure that Mr. Rogers goes to your neighborhood uh, in a soon, soon time. With that being said, if uh, you think that we're a five five star podcast, we believe we are a five star podcast, even after Caleb's uh, New York rant. Uh, after that, go ahead and leave us a review. And a five-star rating on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we're on Twitter uh, at Brody Talk, 
and our link tree, L-I-N-K-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk, uh, where you can find that Twitter link and all of our other links there. So on behalf of Caleb, my name is Derek. Do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye.